Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Hastings! Broken arrow! Broken arrow! I say this! Broken arrow! Feel like you're losing the battle when it comes to your money in retirement? Maybe it's time to call on Broken Arrow. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. In the brilliantly directed movie, We Were Soldiers, actor Mel Gibson plays the role of famed American military commander and Bardstown, Kentucky native, Hal Moore. Moore, who along with his fellow 7th Cavalry Army are in the middle of the Idrang Valley in the first major offensive of the Vietnam War, uh, watch this scene play out and we listen to it play out as Moore realizes that his men are making little progress in defeating a North Vietnamese army that turns out to be vastly outnumbering Moore's men. Now looking to protect his men from being overrun and slaughtered, with no other options available, Moore calls on the military's version of a Hail Mary, I guess, a last resort effort to avoid defeat called Broken Arrow. After a harrowing experience of watching U.S. aircraft drop tons of bombs and napalm, the North Vietnamese Army is repelled, giving Moore and his men another chance to go back on the offensive. Certainly a good call indeed. Well, welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement I Am, retirement specialist and fiduciary, Tony Walker. And if you're at a point in life where your money feels like it's being overrun by all of the different obstacles you might be facing or the financial world is throwing too much at you, maybe it's time to pull a how more, stop what you're doing, and simply monitor your progress before you have to resort to the last-ditch effort of calling out a broken arrow. Uh, with me in the studio before we get started today, of course, uh, all mic'd up and ready to go. Uh, my fellow trooper, America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orander. How are you doing this morning, Aaron? Hey, good morning, sir. I'm doing good. And yourself? I'm doing real well. Been up a little bit early this morning. Uh, folks, we're recording the show on May 21st, 2019, just for reference point. And uh, as, as we always do, we do the radio show and then the TV show. And then, of course, we have uh, Megan Murphy, our newest uh, staff member here helping us produce the show. Have you seen this movie, uh, Aaron? We were sold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this movie. It's a great movie. Great. And I know you've uh, heard me mention this. There's no claim to fame in my family to Mr. Moore, but I think you may be aware of this. But my wife, um, that's her, her uncle is or was, he's deceased now, Hal Moore. You knew that, didn't you? Yeah, you've talked about that before. Yeah, so uh, the Moore family, which my father-in-law was Bill Moore, that's Hal's brother. They're from Bardstown. And then... Uh, Bill Moore moved to Bowling Green, Kentucky years ago. Fortunately, he moved to Bowling Green, Kentucky, because that's where I met my now wife, his daughter, in Bowling Green at Bowling Green High School, Susan. But uh, in fact, Susan, I was not able to attend. I had to stay home, but 
her and her sister Debbie went to Hal Moore's funeral down in Georgia there, uh, Fort Benning, but she said it was awesome. Oh, they, sure. Yeah. Uh, they had Apache, they, not Apache, they had the vintage helicopters that he flew into the Adrian Valley fly over his casket, and uh, she said she'd never seen anything like that. So I, I'm sorry I didn't get to see his funeral, but I am I'm glad I got to see Hal Moore uh, throughout the years and got to visit with him on several occasions. Really, actually, a humble man. He never, you know, before that movie came out, I knew he was in the Vietnam War and read about him a little bit, but uh, he never even mentioned anything about the Battle of Idrang. You know, a lot of those folks don't. They don't talk about yeah, it Yeah, they probably and, didn't want to talk about no, it that he didn't, much. And I understand that. So, But anyway, so we're, we really are trying to delve into this notion of why, uh, at that time, Colonel Moore became a lieutenant general, why he had to stop in the middle of battle to monitor his progress. You know, last several weeks, we've spent a lot of time dealing with what we call the worry-free retirement process, which is a five-step process that I created 15 years ago. Now, really, this is just a decision-making process. I, I wouldn't say I created, quote, the process. Uh, these five steps are used in a lot of different ways. But what I did is I perfected this process to use it for retirement planning for savers and here we are at the fifth step of our process, and literally I call it monitor your progress. Now, here's the thing. You know, we think about how more, uh, Aaron, uh, and if you think about his troops, which back then, not to slight anybody that served in Vietnam, but they were a well-trained regiment that went into Vietnam. Uh, he was the first one that decided to train in helicopter landings and going to find the enemy and using the helicopters as a tool to drop in the soldiers and then the helicopters would leave. Pretty scary stuff. But um, basically, they were well-trained going into battle. Mm -hmm. So many of you folks, we're going to talk about this throughout the show. The theme is, are you well-trained or more importantly, who's leading you into the retirement battle? Uh, for the past several weeks, we've spent a great deal of time explaining how the worry-free retirement process a process I created some 15 years ago, uh, which incidentally, the, the five-step decision-making process of the worry-free retirement is really nothing new. I mean, everybody's used processes to decide on how to make decisions. But what I did was we basically perfected this process over the years so that it fits the needs of savers. Remember, a saver is someone who is more concerned about the return of their money than on it. And it gives the savers an ability not only to help them make decisions, but aligns them with myself a uh, proprietary software I created, and then, of course, our staff. Uh, it allows them to confidently enjoy the fruits of their labor. It provides a written game plan. It pre prepares them for the changes and challenges in retirement. And if you think about it, just like Hal Moore training his troops, Aaron, I mean, they didn't just run over to Vietnam real quick and go and, you know, just let's go into battle and do some uh, business with the North Vietnamese. They were very, very well trained. They understood the enemy. They understood what they were going to do with these helicopters, which was totally new in 1965 in the use of warfare. But what they couldn't prepare for totally is what the enemy might do and the changes. Have you ever noticed that, Aaron? I know you're a new father, so to speak. You've got young kids. As much as you try to prepare for the household and what, I mean, you go home, there's no telling what's been going on during the day uh, with Jessica and yeah. those kids. Well, it's the same way with retirement planning, folks. We can prepare all we want to prepare but you have to have someone in your corner that's going to monitor your progress. Nothing is going to stay the same. Uh, many of you run out here and you retire and you just throw your money at somebody, the first person that comes along or buys you a steak dinner or whatever, 
And then you come to me three or four years later, I had this happen yesterday, Aaron, somebody just invested all their money in annuities and retirement accounts and brokerage accounts, and they're already coming to me going, Tony, I don't understand what I've even got. And to which I'll always ask, well, did you ask the advisor to explain it? And usually they say something like this. Well, yeah, I asked them to explain it, but I can't understand what in the heck they're talking about. The reason, folks, you, many of you are confused and you're worried about your future is number one, you do not have a written game plan. I'm not talking about a bunch of spreadsheets. I'm talking about a game plan that shows you, first of all, what you've got, how you're going to use it, and how you're going to keep from running out of money. Now, to date, as we record this show in uh, May of 2019, I have personally overseen 4,000 written game plans. And while I would never say I've got the ingenuity and the smarts of a how more, uh, and no pun intended, but I am battle-tested when it comes to planning. I've been doing this 35 years. I've met with literally over 10,000 clients and prospective clients in person. Now, we can document all this, folks. This is not, this is not political doublespeak here. We're just making stuff up. I can document all this. So the thing is, when you go into this new era of retirement, an area that you've never been in before, again, picture Hal Moore landing in the middle of the Drain Valley. He's never been in that area before and doesn't know what lurks out there in the bushes, that's the same way with your retirement. You don't know what the taxes are going to be in the future. You don't know how much to draw off your 401k. You don't know whether to buy an annuity or whether not to. Even if you buy an annuity, when are you going to use the darn thing? You don't know whether you should stay in the stock market. You don't know the difference probably between a mutual fund and an ETF. Now, you're not sure when to draw Social Security, and you sure don't know the taxes associated with it. And it goes on and on and on. So with the worry-free retirement, this fifth step we're talking about, monitor your progress, is so key, listen closely, to remaining confident in retirement. So when we come back, I'm going to go over what I call trigger points. We're going to explain the difference between a money manager or a wealth manager, which has nothing to do with retirement planning in most cases, and someone like us that's trained in the area of retirement planning. How do we monitor your progress versus a money manager? And why are our clients so much more worry-free as a result? You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'll be right back. Are you retired or retiring soon? Can you afford for your money to take a hit with the stock market being so volatile these days? Nobody can time the market, but having a retirement game plan with Tony Walker Financial gives you peace of mind and sleep insurance. Learn how to prevent losses in your retirement accounts and plan your retirement around an income you can never outlive. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com today to schedule a personal meeting with Tony to secure your hard-earned money. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. And now it's time for Tony in the Trenches. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Tony, we've got a Tony in the Trenches for you. Let me read it to you. Tony, you talked on a previous show about the idea of parents and grandparents helping kids with money more today versus years ago. We've been helping our kids more and more and are concerned that it might negatively impact our retirement savings. Can you verify your thoughts on this issue of giving money to kids now versus later? Uh, great question, Aaron, from one of our uh, audience there. By the way, if any of you all have questions you'd like us to share on the show, just go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com uh, or just send me an email, Tony at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. We'll be sure to get it on. So 
Basically, our topic today has been monitoring your progress, and you kind of see this old school money situation of my granddad. Let's talk about him a minute, and I'll relate this to the Tony in the Trenches question. So back then in that day, you were taught, now remember, uh, Aaron, a lot of these people, my granddad, were coming out of the Depression. They had no money. So they were taught to save and save and save, or as my granddad did, land a gig with a big company. He grabbed onto Bell South and work your tail off so that one day you'll have a pension so you can have what he called mailbox money, all right? So when I look back on it, although my granddad, oh, this is kind of funny thinking about it. My granddad never really gave me money, but he gave me permission. You know what he gave me permission to do back then? There was a little store literally right up the driveway from their home in Troy, Kentucky, and granddad had a charge account. So I could go up there and I could put pep, big, the big 16-ounce Pepsis were my favorite in the bottles, put the Tom's Toasted Peanuts in the bottle and drink the... I'm surprised I didn't choke to death. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You put peanuts in a Coke? You, you have never done this? I've never done that before. Oh, man, this was a 60s thing. Yeah, so <laughs> you, take the, you take your hand, you cup it around the bottle, you drink about a third of the bottle, then you pour these peanuts in there. Negative. All right. Of this? <laughs> I've never, never, I've never okay. heard of that. Sorry, folks. They, this generation, they just don't know how to live it up, do they? <laughs> but anyway, I remember once him complaining. He said, Tony, i got to talk to you. I said, what's that? Well, the bill that month at the store was $13, and he about had a conniption. Ooh. Well, of course, about $3 of it was mine. Remember, this was about, but it was so funny. But, yeah, I never got that. He never gave money to us other than a little bit of money at Christmas. That's because that generation didn't have a lot, and they were afraid of running out. They'd been through the Depression. But things have changed a lot today. In fact, this article from PlanAdvisor.com, just to verify that people are really starting to give more and more to their uh, kids, uh, here's some key points of it. Number one, there's been a $41 billion gift made recently from parents and grandparents to kids. Listen to this. Of those gifts, it says that 54% of people surveyed, 54% of this money actually came from their retirement savings. So they're pulling money out, which again, folks, as a retirement planning specialist, we sometimes recommend this. But you've got to remember, this was never done in the past. So 54% of this money came from retirement savings. 48%, this is sometimes where it gets a little scary, 48% of these gifts was made without professional advice. So folks, again, if you're sitting there and you're a baby boomer and you've got all this money and much of it's locked up in your 401k plan, you know, this might be a trigger point as we're getting ready to talk about. You may be at a point in time where you actually want to give some money away or we're going to share this later on in an article, interesting article. You may be actually spending a lot of your future retirement because you're actually doing too much for your kids now. Now we'll, we'll get to this in a minute, but this is a huge, huge issue and again, it's an example of monitoring your progress. So these are the things in retirement we have to do, that, this example of gifting that my granddad never worried about. Are you following this, Aaron? Yeah. Remember, my granddad retired with a pension, Social Security, basically no debt, a little bit of money in the bank. He didn't have any worries. He wasn't going to do gifting. He didn't have to worry about RMDs. He didn't have a 401k, so he didn't have to worry about minimum distributions. Uh, estate planning wasn't a big deal. He uh, knew that if he went in a nursing home, he wasn't going to go in a nursing home. Mom would take care of him, which she did. So a lot of the things Granddad had did not require worry. Today, with people living longer and things getting more complicated, things do today. Now, here's what we're, what we're talking about. So let's think about the typical money manager or wealth manager or even the term financial advisor. Many of these people, folks, do not have the credentials or experience to do retirement planning. 
Uh, they act like they do. A lot of the ads and a lot of the suggestions are they do. Well, anybody can go to a retirement seminar if you're a professional advisor and learn the, the, uh, the speak, so to speak, or the proper words to use when talking to somebody that knows nothing about retirement. That's probably you. And make you feel like, hey, this person knows what they're doing. But the proof's in the pudding. So here's some things. First of all, you need to ask these advisors, and then you need to require them to show you this and prove it to them, all right? First of all, this advisor should be a fiduciary. I, I firmly believe that. They need to be working in your best interest. If they're not a fiduciary, that's not a good thing. Number two, this advisor should be willing to exactly show you, not talk around it, exactly show you what the fees are for their services, all the fees. And if they're selling a product, which we do this as well, what is the commission they're going to earn? You should ask these questions. You should, you should probably go on a website called Broker Check. Make sure you have the person's full name. Uh, for instance, a lot of people don't know this. I go by Tony Walker, but if you go on a lot of these government websites that we're monitored by, well, Tony Walker may or may not pop up. You have to type in my legal name, which is Philip A. Walker. So make sure you have the correct name of the advisor. Go to brokercheck.com and make sure there's nothing out there that looks a little suspicious about them. That's a great website that verifies uh, if your broker or advisor has a clean record. And then finally, ask them, the products you're recommending, do you have these same products? And then ask them to verify and prove to you that they have those products. I have a lot of people uh, that they say, well, so-and-so sold me an annuity or so-and-so's got me in all these stocks. And I'll ask them, well, do they own these? I mean, is the advisor, are they putting their money where their mouth is? And they'll say, well, I don't know. I'm saying, well, gosh, I'd, I think I'd want to know that, wouldn't you? So yeah, you should be able to ask those types of questions. And then finally, ask them to show you what a written game plan is going to look like before you take your financial clothes off in front of them. Folks, you're going in and taking all of your personal information into somebody that probably is a complete stranger. Think about this. You're showing them your tax returns. You're showing them all of your investment statements, account numbers, bank statements, and you really don't know who these people are. Now, they may be well-intentioned and great advisors, but are you telling me you're going to let them see everything before they show you what they're going to do? Uh, that, that reminds me uh, when you've been to my house, haven't you, Aaron? And when we built our house, and it's a nice home, don't get me wrong, uh, but I had an architect that designed the house. Uh, it was a unique home. It's a timber frame home. So I found an architect out of Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Now, Aaron, I wanted to see a lot of his work before I gave him money and shared my ideas. Don't you think that made sense? Oh, you didn't just write him a check and just say, here <laughs> yeah. you go, have at it? Yeah, you look like a nice guy and you talk a good game. You look so like a nice guy. Yeah. You got a tie on. Here you go. There, here you go. And you got, a, you got a roof over, a shingle over your roof telling everybody you're an architect. Great. I'll believe you. Now, folks, the same way. So what we do, we're happy to show you a sample of our written game plan, but I take it one step further. We actually show you the written game plan for your personal situation before requiring you to invest any money with us. So what are some of these trigger points? Well, let's go over a few things. So the money manager says we need to meet quarterly. And I would say, well, why do we want to meet quarterly? You don't want to do that in retirement, do you? Well, the money manager says, well, we need to monitor your account. Well, this is kind of scary. So that means that something is going up and down, possibly wrong with your account. If you've got to monitor your progress every quarter, picture yourself retiring here. Do you want to meet with me every quarter? No. If you got to meet with me every quarter, there's only two things going to happen. I got good news. Your account went up, which you're happy. Or I got bad news, the account went down, which you're what? Probably upset. Not happy. Yeah, and you're thinking, wait a minute, Tony, I'm 68. What do you mean the account dropped? So re the reason people have to meet quarterly, these money managers or wealth managers, number one, they probably have to justify the high fees they're charging you. But secondly, the plan probably isn't stable. 
Folks, if you've got a good game plan, if that plan is consistent, why in the world would you need to monitor it regularly? Now, yeah, granted, we'll touch base with our clients, but what we do is we train our clients to contact us when there's a change. So let me read off an example of some of the things. In fact, we send this sheet out to our clients. These are called monitor your progress trigger points. So as these things occur in the client's world, they call us and we kind of spring into action. Is this making sense, Aaron? Okay, let, let me read those off to you. So an example of our first trigger point that we need to get together to talk is somebody may have a 401k that they need to roll over. Uh, this happens a lot. Uh, maybe I've got a client and they're planning on retirement or they've got a spouse that's already, already retired and we have them as a client. Well, they need to roll over their 401k or maybe they have an IRA that's already been rolled over but they're not happy with. Or another issue might be a lump sum pension. You know, do I take the lump sum pension? Do I take it as an installment? If I take it as an installment, do I do a survivor option? All these things would be trigger points. Another real common trigger point, we're seeing this more and more because a lot of older folks are dying that have money and they're leaving what we call an inheritance. And that may be you. You maybe have recently received an inheritance or expecting an inheritance. That would be a time to contact us. Uh, updating your estate plan. Maybe kids are out of the house. Uh, things have changed a little bit financially. You need to just update your estate planning documents. I often tell people, make sure in those documents you have a durable power of an attorney, healthcare-related documents, uh, all those types of documents that modern-day estate planning needs to have updated. Here's a big one. When to begin Social Security? Uh, this is probably one of the most common questions I have. And do you start it both on the spouses? Do you let one spouse delay? Uh, we have Lisa in our office who is certified in Social Security planning, and that's a free service we offer. So if that's you, definitely that would be an example of monitor your progress. Uh, maybe you want to review your life insurance or long-term care insurance. You're worried about spending all your money in a nursing home, or you'd like to leave some tax-free assets behind when you die. That would be a time. How about just earning a better return on your money? You know, in Granddad's Day, you could run down to the local bank and get 6-7% on your money and never touch the principal and have a worry-free retirement and usually a free toaster oven thrown in with a deal. Well, now, you know, 2% may or may not uh, cut it uh, on your money. So we can uh, show you ideas on trying to earn a better return on your money. How about just retirement in general? Or you're looking to retire soon, or maybe you've been laid off, uh, you know, change of uh, employment, whatever, and you just want to review things. That would be a trigger point. Uh, the tax tumor, that's a biggie. You know, how big is your tax tumor? How much of taxes are you going to owe on that 401k? And do you have a plan now for dealing with it? Most people don't. Here's a good one. People getting ready to uh, turn age 70 and a half. 70 and a half is a huge deal uh, because that's when you have to take minimum distributions. Uh, protecting assets from nursing homes. Oh, speaking of nursing homes, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Tom Krause on. He's a Medicaid planning specialist. Uh, we'll let you know more about that. That's coming up in the coming weeks on the Worry Free Retirement. It's going to be a great show. Mr. Krause is uh, from up in the northern part of con uh, uh, the United States, and he works all over the country and helps people uh, do what's called Medicaid planning crisis issues, right as you're going in nursing home and all that fun stuff. So basically, that's what we call trigger points. And in the Worry Free Retirement, our job, again, as we monitor your progress, is to make sure that we're in touch with you when you have changes that will surely come your way. Well, when I return, I'm going to share an example of something. We're going to have a little fun with something, and it involves monitoring your progress, doing things for kids now that my dad would have never done for me, and youth sports. Good stuff coming up. You're listening to The Worry for Retirement. I'll be right back.
Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a buyout? Has a company you work for recently moved or been acquired or closed its doors forever? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k to safer territory. Why continue to risk your hard-earned money when you don't have to? Let's meet in person today to discuss your retirement options. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your no-obligation appointment to meet with me in person. Do it today. Tired of the roller coaster ride of the stock market? Let Tony Walker show you how to smooth out the ride with your money. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. You know, in our closing segment, I got to cover this. It's a great, it's, it's some great stuff we're getting ready to cover. But in all seriousness, you know, we've been talking a lot about war and uh, my wife's uncle, Hal Moore, and all that. But, you know, let, let's also thank our veterans for all they've done. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of turmoil in this country, a lot of division. And I think what everybody needs to step back and remember is without our veterans, without those who have defended this country, uh, we certainly wouldn't have the freedoms. Who knows, Aaron, me and you may not even have the ability to do this. I mean, so we do take that for granted. So for those of you listening, we do thank you so much for your service in all seriousness. We really do. All right, so speaking of parents giving money to grandkids and monitoring your progress, I had a broken arrow moment. Aaron, you may have one of these. Do you, you've got three kids, right? What's, which three one's kids. the oldest? Preston, he's uh, eight. Okay. Is he involved in any kind of youth sports yet? Yes, he is. Uh, he runs cross country and mm. loves it. That's great. Well, be careful because that love could turn into a chore pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Aaron's doing his fingers like money, money, money. So, <laughs> you know, this whole travel ball thing, when I was in youth sports, I remember looking back in my days growing up in Lexington as a kid. Uh, everything was seasonal. Well, even through high school, I played sports all through high school. You, during baseball, you get your baseball glove out and your bat. And then as soon as baseball's over, you put that up and you might get out the basketball or football, depending on the order. And then after football, you got into basketball. Uh, I wasn't into track, but then you repeated that cycle in baseball. So I played all three sports in high school. I finally had to give up one of them. I gave up football, but I played my sophomore year, all three sports. And you could easily pull that off. There was no such thing as travel ball. The closest we got to traveling was in a 15-year-old Babe Ruth. We won our regional. So we went all the way up to Jenny Wiley State Park and played in this Babe Ruth State Tournament. I was 15 years. First time I'd ever traveled anywhere for sports. First time you had to get on like a bus and go yeah, somewhere. Yeah. When, yeah, well, we were carpooled. Nobody was going to yeah, pay okay. for a bus. Yeah, okay. You didn't even ride then. a bus. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, maybe my dad might have commandeered a school bus if he could have. <laughs> but uh, no, so, well, I mean, there it wasn't... Um, it was serious. I was very, very competitive. But number one, there wasn't much money involved, and there wasn't this goal of sports for a college scholarship. Now, fast forward to when I have children. All of them are grown now, but Aaron, I'm trying to kind of warning shot over the bow. I was traveling all over God's creation with these kids. Now, a lot of these teams I even coached, so it wore me out. Now, again, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it, and I spent a ton of money, though. And in the back of my mind, you're always thinking college scholarship, right? Right. None of my kids got a college scholarship. Gina in her office had a college scholarship for volleyball. Her daughter went through all this, got a college scholarship. Her daughter walked away from her college scholarship because she was burned out after two years. So even though she met the goal, in the end, it didn't really work out. So what I did, just, just kind of to let you know how money can work, this is kind of a fun exercise, I literally went in and imagined you spent $800 a month on little Johnny to do travel ball, and you did this for, let's say, eight years, 
And let's say you could have made 5% on that money. That means at the end of eight years, if you just kept that money invested at 5%, Aaron, that would have cost you $94,000. Now remember, that money's gone forever. And little Johnny might be too. He may have decided to take off and hitchhike to California and forget college. Who knows? So that money's gone forever. So let's say you were 45 at the time little Johnny left home. You could have earned 5% on the 94000 which means by the time you turn 65, little Johnny's traveling escapades of youth sports cost you over $250,000. My gosh, that's, crazy. A lot of, that's a lot of cross-country right there. <laughs> I kind of like this cross-country idea, though. It's, it's, I kinda, you might want to stay with that one. It's probably going to be a lot cheaper. <laughs> Just let him run to the events. Just let him run. You stay yeah. home. You don't we're not stay driving. Hotels. You can run. Yeah, run there and back, son. <laughs> well, listen, folks, we're, we're kind of we're running out of time here. So here's the point. If you're sitting there right now and saying, Tony, I don't have anybody in my corner that's helping me to monitor where I am and where I'm trying to go. If you're sitting there with a 401k that needs to be rolled over, money languishing in the bank, maybe you've received an inheritance, maybe you just want somebody that can give you a second opinion on your finances, why don't you log on right now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Once there, just click on the Let's Get Started button and we'd be happy to meet with you and talk with you by phone. Uh, our offices are located in Bowling Green in Louisville, Kentucky, and there is absolutely no charge or obligation to meet with me. So log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Well, next week on The Word for Retirement, we're going to be talking about who can you trust with your money. So between now and then, you remember, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.